welcome to the Seek First CEO podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I want to help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. If you are in network marketing and you love Jesus, which is a good chance you listen to this podcast because many of you know my journey and that's how I got started in the entrepreneur world, you are going to love today's episode with my friend, Becky. I'm going to not even like do a big, huge introduction, but um, really she has had massive success in the network marketing profession. The Lord has done some amazing things in her own journey. And now she is serving women who are in network marketing. She is very similar to me in that she went from the entrepreneur journey, had massive success for herself, but what she loved the most was encouraging, mentoring, leading, teaching, coaching other entrepreneurs. And it's led her to where she is today. And so I am excited for her to share her story with you and all that God is doing in her life. So welcome to the show, friend. Hey, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you and just to get to spend some time with you. I know you're a busy mompreneur like myself, so it seems like the people we love and adore that we want to connect with and collaborate with, we almost have to like schedule a time, right? To like hop on and especially- I love your heart. I love what you're doing. And um, really, you have played a role. And I think this decision and this pivot for myself and Monique and kind of like what we're working to build out. So it's just I'm so grateful how God has worked and like woven these people into my life that I would never have met had I not been on this exciting journey. So yes, yes, it's it's an adventure for sure, isn't it? Well, yeah, let's talk about how we met because I was thinking this morning, I'm like, how? Yeah, we met through our mutual friend, Monique. And mm-hmm. uh, Monique and I had done some coaching and we, we became fast friends and we've just loved each other's hearts. And then Becky and Monique, Becky, Mo, Monique's been on the show before. So if you haven't listened to that episode, we can link that below. Um, it's a good one, but she shares a lot of her, her network marketing journey and how she has come into the coaching space. I feel like that's a, a very normal transition for a lot of high level leaders who, who have just had that anointing of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, we had met you and you and Monique are business partners and you have some, you help women specifically in network marketing, but we actually officially met at your retreat. Um, yes. It was about a year ago. Wasn't it October? Of- yes. Yes, it was. I actually had some, you know, Facebook memories popping up and I was like, oh, such a such an incredible time. And God was working, you know, on our hearts then as we had, we actually had someone baptize, you baptized you I know, did so baptize somebody. Yes. That was incredible. Were, very, I know. It's like, exciting. I feel like everywhere I go, it's like people come with these expectations of even in my own coaching, I feel like people come for one thing and the Lord just 
blows yeah. it out of the park and does something different. Yeah. yeah, I spoke at your retreat as the as the guest speaker, and God just did some incredible things, which has been fun for me to watch you, even in Monique, as you have just continued to grow and really hone in on who are you called to serve. So let's let's take a couple steps back. Who is Becky? Um, just kind of the general. Who are you? And what's a little bit of your history? Yeah. So I usually tell people I'm a teacher by trade. I went to school to be a teacher. I taught kindergarten. And like probably many women listening to this, we had my husband and I had our oldest, Sarah, and I very quickly realized I wanted to stay home. I was like, no, I don't want to go back to the classroom. And so the direct sales opportunity entered into my world and I joined Pampered Chef. So I have such a love for the industry, but specifically Pampered Chef, because it opened my eyes to the possibility that you don't have to do, you know, this specific path that you maybe originally thought for your life, right? Like it's okay to explore other things. And maybe that's where God has called you, right? And for a season or for a lifetime, right? Who knows? And so I, uh, learned to leverage, we'll just say the compensation plan to my advantage in the beginning. I had told my husband, if I could just make a thousand dollars a month, right? Like if I could just do a thousand dollars a month, then I don't have to go back to teaching. And I did that from the very beginning. And that's pretty much all I did for two years straight because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go back to work. This is what I'll do. And then I kind of just got, I think was working on my heart and, and recognize, you know, I was recognizing that there was probably more out there for me. And so I began this, I guess, journey of developing leaders and, you know, recruiting and the, I would say the teacher in me grew to really, really love that part of the industry. And that is like educating others. Right. And, uh, you know, I had so much fun, like planning the curriculum, quote unquote, for my team meetings and trainings and all of these things. And so Fast forward a couple of years and I reached the top of the company. I was a national executive director. I had been awarded several years in a row as the top um, five. I think I was number four in the company for developing leaders. So my passion was in helping other people tap into that part of the business and, and part of their, their own capabilities that maybe they didn't have the confidence or belief in. And so I really loved that. I loved helping develop leaders. We had, um, you know, our team was doing about $8 million in sales a year. And, um, you know, I was earning six figures and I had, I had a blast, you know, I'd gone on all these incentive trips. It was such a blessing to walk that journey and so many relationships and connections, but there came a time when, uh, God was just working on me and I, I can't explain exactly when it happened, but I started to kind of lose my fire for what I had done, you know, and, and not, I was so, super proud of my community and the people on my team, but I was struggling with my vision. You know, I was feeling I had been so laser focused on the specific title, I think, and I don't want people to misunderstand, right? Like I am a carrot chaser. I, you know, I get that, that excitement and, you know, wanting to earn every incentive and the recognition and all of those things. But I, you know, I just kind of felt like, is this all there is, you know, like, man, like what else, what, like, what do I do now? Right. And so, um, I, I, I don't know that, I mean, I think maybe to a degree I was burnt out, you know, and looking for what was next, but looking back, right. Hindsight's always 2020. I, 
I think I was just, my vision was focused on the wrong thing. And I know we can talk about that in a minute. Uh, so I made a huge shift and transition. I started podcasting. I did some consulting work um, for uh, Hugh and Grace, which is another direct sales company. So that was an incredible opportunity to get to step into another um, you know, company, more of like the, instead of the party space, more of a, you know, um, more focus on the products and residual income and, you know, subscription type model. So that was a really eye-opening experience just from the perspective of kind of two completely different companies, as well as, you know, getting to be a part of a, um, you know, a new company, a, a baby like startup, you know, it was pretty exciting and cool to experience all of that. But recently, you know, Monique and I made I made the decision to go all in with coaching the last, well, I should say real recently, but within the, this year, you know, about six to eight months ago, I made the decision that coaching and training, that is my heart. And I felt like God was telling me it was time to close some doors that, uh, you know, and not just with businesses, you know, that I adored and love, but also with relationships and with you know, just um, certain aspects of my life, it was time to step into the version that he sees me as and, you know, shed some things that maybe were holding me back that I didn't realize were. Uh, and so it's kind of led to where I am today. And really what my focus has become is just helping people, you know, increase their income. Yes, but also have a kingdom impact. And like, what does that look like for them? I love it. And if anyone, a lot of people know my story, it's like, well, now, you know, why Becky and I are friends. <laughs> and I remember even at the retreat, we talked a little bit before it, you know, just some meetings and different things. But once we really, you really shared your story, it was like, oh my goodness, it mirrors so much of my journey. And isn't it interesting how, you know, when you got into network marketing, you were, let me just make a thousand dollars a month, something to supplement so that we basically can just survive and then mm -hmm. got your eyes and you tapped into your leadership skills, your teaching, all that stuff came alive. And then you got to the top, which is where everyone who starts this, I think that I shouldn't say everyone, because that's not true. But a lot of people start out for X, then they see why, oh, that's mm -hmm. a possibility. And they go for it. What I, I loved about you learning, hearing your story, and it was so similar to mine, it was like, you got to the top and you're like, why am I not fulfilled? Like why mm -hmm. I'm here and this is good. I'm thankful for it. Thank you. Like the Lord is blessing me. And this is right. great. Is this like, what else? Like, where's the next carrot? I've already achieved literally everything you can achieve. I'm, I'm feeling like something is missing. And I think that's a huge part of this journey for you. It's like, what is it? Why, why am I not, this is good, but I don't feel like it's like, I call it the Cinderella slipper. Mm. It's like a glove. Like it fits so perfect. You know, like, yes, this is the thing at the top feeling unsatisfied. Basically, if, if you were like me, I was like crying out to the Lord, like, Lord, what gives? I literally, there's nothing more to do here. And I still feel like I haven't accomplished something or like something's missing from my life. Tell, yeah. a little, tell a little bit about that because this is the part that nobody sees because as a mm -hmm. leader, especially in your posting and you're still wanting to encourage your team and it's not like there's anything wrong per se, but there is. And so right. still trying to be positive and encouraging everybody, but yet there's yeah. this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that I have noticed about 
the who I believe to be the most fulfilled, but also most successful people in the industry. Like if they are still actively building, like I can list off names, I'm not going to, but I can think of people that I just really admire. Um, and I feel like their vision is just different than what mine was set on. Um, and who knows why, right? Like maybe just I bought into the you know, culture and the shiny objects. Maybe it was, um, you know, what was going on in my life at that time. Who knows? Right. But I do think I've grown and evolved and matured in, in not only my faith, but also in, I think the industry as a whole. And, you know, those people, the people who are not only successful, but they're fulfilled. It's not just about, um, earning the things and helping others, but it's more when you, can marry the two and you look beyond what the company itself can offer you and you look at your your business your platform your paycheck as a vehicle to help you carry out the vision that you have for your life right like one of the first questions we ask our clients when they come when they when they join us and when we're working with someone if i you know in the past when i would do like one-on-one coaching or whatever you know So I would ask people, I would say, if you could, you know, do anything, have anything or be anything, what would your life look like? Right. Like, who would you become? What would you be able to do? And so I think when you kind of shift your focus and instead saying like, oh, I am right. Like there was nothing wrong with me saying I am a national executive director. You know, my name is Becky Baxter. I'm a national executive. There's nothing wrong with saying that. But I was more or less focused on that was my identity instead of saying like, Hey, I'm Becky Baxter. I'm a leader of leaders. Right. And I, in my mind, I could have said, I use my platform. I use my opportunity to blank, right. To carry out this vision that I had for my life. And so I think the most successful, the most influential people, the people that we see maybe on social media, for those of you that are in network marketing, you follow all these various people And it's like their identity is not necessarily around the company or their title, but more or less what they have been able to do as a result of being in that company. And I think there's just such a huge difference and something that at the time I was kind of confused on. And I feel like God has put it on my heart to not tell people don't chase the title or don't chase the whatever, right? Like that's, you know, that there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but I do think the focus needs to be on something, you know, eternal or something bigger, something that, you know, the decisions that they're making and the success that they have can contribute to generations long after they're gone. And I think when you focus on that, you're, you're more willing to work. You're excited. Your, your vision is bigger. And so you see the potential and, and really just your work ethic supersedes the title or the trip or whatever you know, and I just feel like that is, that is a big part of it. Yes. It's, 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 what is your mission and that your business is simply the vehicle to fulfill part of your mission. And what is the legacy you're going to leave? It's not, you know, your kids don't even care about, they don't even understand. I know for me, it was like, they didn't understand why we were on the trip or they had no idea. They just knew that was mommy's job. She sold, you know, whatever the products were at the time. Um, But yeah, focusing on the mission, the vision, the legacy. And, you know, in the Christian world, we could say like, what is your mantle? Like, why did God's, what is your, what is your calling? Like, what is the, 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 the main message of your life and how do you get 
impact people. And that is one of the things I love about network marketing. You get to meet people that you probably otherwise would not have met because everyone's got this own vision, their own goals, their own things. And it's like this big melting pot of people with Mm -hmm. stories and and a, and a drivenness and a vision. But I love that you said, you know, your, your vision was a little different than what you see now hindsight, right? You got Mm -hmm. so focused on the title being your identity and the probably the, the earning the things it was like, Oh yeah. That made you feel really good. That made yes. you feel out yep. love. That made you feel worthy of success. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Really knowing, wait, how does God see us outside of yes. this? And then yes. just a way to to fulfill that. I love that. Well, tell me how, tell us how like you got into obviously you shared a little bit. Like it was very natural for you because of the teacher background, the coaching, the mentoring, like it just kind of transitioned. Tell, share a little bit about like that, like weird. I don't know. For me, it was weird. It was like, oh, wait, like, I feel like there's something more here. Is it this coaching? And like, how can I do something else? And it doesn't have to be coaching. That just happens to be Becky and I, we both were teachers. We both like, oh, and it was a very natural progression, Mm -hmm. but that kind of in between of like, hey, this is good. And I feel like something else. How is that for you? Because I think there's a lot of people in network marketing who like see it as a vehicle, see it as a, as a as a great investment of time, but there's something still deep inside their heart that they want to do outside of it, but it almost feels dangerous or bad or sticky or messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm um, trying to think the timeline. I want to say it was 2019 because uh, it was before, uh, maybe it was 2018. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But when I was with Pampered Chef, they had brought me to Canada. They flew me to Canada and I spoke at their, I was an executive leader at the time and I spoke at their conference. So to all the Canadian consultants. And so I had already leading up to that point, you know, obviously trained very consistently my own team. I had at that point already spoken on stage in front of 4,000 people, given a, a testimony. I had done breakout sessions, you know, they had really leveraged, you know, they knew that that was one of my gifts was speaking and training. And I was so grateful for that experience because it definitely built up my confidence, you know? So I was, you know, always, I have an immense amount of gratitude to the people on like the home office corporate level who saw that gift in me and really nurtured it, you know, and and gave me a space to grow in that area. So I do think that had a big part of it. Um, But I was in Canada. I was on, I came off stage And I sat down after, um, you know, I don't know if I was doing a testimony. I don't even remember what I had said, but I sat down and I leaned over. I looked at Chris, my husband and um, the one of the corporate employees. And I said, I'm going to do that someday for a living. Like I was like, that's going to be this is going to be my job. And he said, I believe it, you know, he because he, and then one of the other girls at the table who worked said, you know, you're a natural, like, this is what you're meant to do. And I think because for me, my story and like the, the fire that I have really truly had to walk through uh, on a personal level has been so insanely difficult, I think, you know, because, and it's given me so much appreciation for this space and direct sales, because like you said, there are people coming with all different circumstances and baggage and stories and, um, you know, just many different things. And I think that 
in general, this business model gives people options. You know, it gives people this ability. And so I was so passionate about that. But do, during my time in Pampered Chef, they were always having me share my story. And I thought, okay, God, like, what are you trying to tell me about, you know, my story and my, my, you know, what it is that they're always wanting me to share, right? It was like, I was over time perfecting the process and the way I talked about it. And I wouldn't say perfecting, but I was, you know, uh, practice makes um, progress, you know, so I was learning to grow and evolve how I shared my story and how it could impact others. And so there came a time when I realized that that was one of my gifts was speaking and training. And, you know, I I definitely didn't have the confidence before being in this industry to just say like, yes, in fact, uh, when I was teaching at parent orientation, I would literally be like sweating bullets talking in front of like 15, 20 parents, you know, I was like, oh, you know, it's terrifying, but it built up my confidence. And so for me, I, I think the idea was terrifying to transition and do something else, like and literally start over because, you know, you're not, I'm not, you're not given when you transition to, you know, launching a business, you're not giving, given a business in a box, right? Like you're not given like, Hey, sign up and get this kit. And, and then, you know, your recruiter will give you success and, or hopefully, you know, lead you to, you know, all the resources you need. Blah, blah, blah. And instead I was like, Oh, what is this going to look like? You know, God, like, is, is this what I'm supposed to do? I don't really know. And so I kind of played around with it, you know, launching the podcast and um, I did some one-on-one coaching where people just kind of reached out to me. Like they just kind of, and I was like, okay, God, you know, okay. You know, let's, let's, I'll try, I'll lean, lean into this and see what happens. And then it was a very natural process that I can't, I mean, God literally yoked Monique and I in a way that I cannot explain. Like it is a, not of this world. How we, I mean, we knew each other in college, but we were not friends. We just knew who one another was and she connected with me. So I was still in the industry, you know, and doing some consulting work and coaching. And it was just, I mean, I still, I look back on that time and I think God was just saying like, here's someone to walk this journey with. And I needed that. I, you know, I did because I didn't have the confidence to step into a space that he knew I was supposed to be in. So that's been really, yeah, that's a very long, long drawn out answer, but, um, but it just seems so natural. Well, that's important because I think too, at, in leadership, you know, I, I I really don't like the quote that it's lonely at the top. Mm, It doesn't have to be. Right. Yeah. It have to be. And I think of Moses, Moses was given Aaron and Ur to hold up his arms in the battle. And I think as leaders who are so used to pouring out and serving and helping everybody else, we can really quickly forget that we need people. And I don't know, but I feel like in this season of, of the world and uh, the body of Christ, that God, I think 2020 shook everybody up. Right. And there's a big shaking going on. Mm -hmm. And there is, I think God's heart is to show the body of Christ, how to work in unity. And you're not, if you are a leader and you're feeling lonely, then this is just a friendly reminder from Becky and I, that it's not meant to be that way. Like it doesn't that sometimes those sayings like, Oh, it's lonely. Mm -hmm. We almost like it's, it's normal, but that's not king. No, it's not. And I did feel that if I'm being honest, I did feel I did, that way. Dude, I feel um, that way sometimes now. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, because you feel like people don't understand. I can't let them in on this. You know, it's like, ooh, I can't give them a peek behind the scenes because will they want to, you know, work with me? Will they want to whatever? When the reality is people are more drawn to the vulnerability and the to the, yes, the they want to know you yeah. have methods too. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's not just me, you know, uh, just, yeah. And I think I just, in general, it's, it's interesting too, because when I think about like Monique and I, our journey, you know, it's almost like, you know, the disciples were sent out in pairs, you know, and I feel like we, we have said this so many times. It's like the impact. Sure. We could certainly be doing this solo and walking this journey alone, but it's like the impact we felt like that we were looking to make, you know, in the lives of millions of women who are desperately, you know, looking for other options was not something we felt like we could do alone. You know, it was literally like, God was like, I have this vision for you. I have this, this mission, right. That I need to send you out, but you have to have a battle buddy. You know, you have to have somebody to walk into this war that you're about to enter into. And I believe he gave, he put her in my life at exactly the time when I was open to it, because that, I mean, prior to, you know, when I was at the top, if anyone had approached me, which I had been, you know, by companies and just various people, I, w- I was just like, no, 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 you know, I'll never walk away from this. And my, the money's too good. I've got this solid foundation. I had whatever, right. I was like, no, 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 no. And then it was just like random things happened that I just was like, I can't ignore, you know, I can't ignore this thing. And I just believe you're right. It's not meant to be you know, this isolating thing. You know, it's like he had disciples. It's literally Jesus Christ, like surrounded himself with others, you know, and, and just like you said, Moses, you know, we, we actually had a quote recently on Facebook about that. Like he had, it's like, who are your people, right? Who are going to hold you up? Who are going to remind you of your vision, remind you of not, you know, hey, you have to get paid a title, but hey, why are you doing this? You know, what are the things that you're wanting to build out? What is, what do you want your children and your grandchildren and, you know, three or four generations from now to say as a result of her decisions, I have blank. And, and I'm, I know I'm getting long winded, but I was actually today messaging Monique about this and how, um, I was just talking about my cousins and all from one side of the family and how my grandfather was an entrepreneur and very, very successful. And I just said, you know, it's very interesting to me that every single one of my cousins, right? So not his children, but I mean, his children, yes, but his grandchildren, every single one of us is either an entrepreneur, a doctor, um, an educator, like we're all very educated and very successful. And it just goes to show, right, that like, even though I was a child, like I didn't, I wasn't like, you know, tell me what's the best, you know, I was like, you know, 10 or whatever, you know, just watching his behavior. But as a result of his decisions and the actions he took, it impacted my life. It'll impact my children's lives, right? And so I think that reminder of, you know, what we're chasing after is inevitably, whether we like it or not, right? It's creating a generational pattern. And it was just really kind of eye-opening. I literally listed like every single one of my cousins. And I was like, wow, like 75% of us are entrepreneurs. The others have gone on to have very successful, high-paying careers. And I'm just, it was kind of eye-opening, you know, to see the impact. Yeah. And what I feel like 
we leave a legacy no matter what. Mm-hmm. So as entrepreneurs, we talk about, oh, leaving a legacy, but honestly, right. the person who didn't do, who didn't live up to their potential and didn't walk out the assignment God put on their life, they also left a legacy. It mm-hmm. just maybe isn't one to write a book about. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's a really good question for all of us to sit with is what kind of legacy are you leaving? And I know as a driven ambitious, independence, right? The Lord has taught me many things about being, not being so independent, right? We do need other people, but we can get so, just so siloed in one way of like getting to the goal, but really taking a step back and saying, how else is this impacting the people around me, my family, mm-hmm. my, my generations? And I love that you're continuing to just see the the bigger impact, So I do want to talk about one other thing before we can tell everyone like, okay, how do we get more (laughs) Becky in my life? Um, What I have loved watching something with you and Monique, you've never been shy about your faith. It's never been something you wouldn't talk about, but you really didn't feel necessarily called to serve the, you know, the kingdom Christian minded person. You brought those things in, you were unapologetic with it, but there has been a transition with you guys lately that I have just loved kind of seeing behind the scenes, but share, can you share a little bit about that journey of like going from you know, being unapologetic, but that wasn't really your mission to now it's, there's this focus on, you feel really called to serve kingdom mompreneurs. Yes. Yeah. So it's interesting because, you know, I've grown up in the church and, um, I went to a Christian school and, um, Christian college, you know, so I've, I've very much been surrounded by, you know, faith in general, women and men of faith. And it's been a, you know, very prominent, aspect of my life. Um, but I do think, you know, for a variety of reasons, um, I kind of lost sight of, you know, I was going through the motions and, you know, I was going to church every Sunday and, you know, I'd read Bible stories or pray with my girls and this, that, and the other. But I think my own faith journey kind of took a back seat because of some of the things that I was walking through, to be completely honest, um, both in, you know, my marriage and just with health and just various things. I think Satan was really trying to silence my my voice because he knows the impact that my story has had and will continue to have. And so I think because of that, um, personally, you know, I... I was kind of like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know that I want to like talk about that. It was very kind of like, oh yeah, here's this thing over here. That's a part, it's a part of who I am, but it's not who I am. Right. Like it was like, it's this thing over here that I do. And yeah, I want to be known for it, but it's not who I am. Hmm. And I think after I walked through that season of transition and, and kind of working through, like, you know, I lost the identity of national executive director. And it was like, okay, well, now you're a, a coach or now, now you're this thing over here. And so I was kind of wor- walking and working through and doing a lot of work on myself in regards to what does it say about me to not have that label. And I, I just think, honestly, I have no other explanation other than God was working on my heart and, you know, just very, very, there were a lot of very specific things that have transpired in my life that have led me to this place of, um, God saying, baby girl, you got to give it back. You got to give everything back to me. You've got to surrender your life 
because what I have for you is bigger than what, what you currently are holding onto. And so, I mean, it was just very clear. He told me to give it all back. And so I felt like the only way to live out what God has asked of me was to surrender the things that I thought were who I was, the part of me that I desperately wanted to be who I was, right? Like this very successful person in the field and uh, the perfect wife and mother and insanely healthy and, you know, fit, like all these things that I had a vision for my life of who I was, he is, he had asked me to surrender it. And, you know, from the very beginning, Monique has played such a pivotal role in, you know, they, that's phrase, you are the sum of your surroundings. And I have told her over and over that I know God very directly put her in my life because he, he viewed in me this like diamond that was covered in mud and rust. And he placed her on my path to help me wash away some of the things that I think were harming me, were holding me back. And now I finally feel like I'm at a place where like, I'm, I'm proud to shine and to share my faith and to, to tell people like, there is no other way, you know, like you can chase after every carrot in life, but you will never be fulfilled. You will never be fulfilled until you are chasing after and leading from a place of faith. I mean, when you are, it's just, to me, I think it's, it's hard because, you know, we never want people to feel like, oh, we're doing this inclusive thing and, and, you know, others are not welcome unless they have share the same faith. But I think it, it, what I want to just stress is it goes beyond that. We, we want people to focus not so much on, yes, we love the company and like what they offer. And, and we're so proud and happy and appreciative when they're gracious with compensation plan and trips and things. But instead look at it like, you know, who is it that you want to be known for? Or what is it that you want to be known for, right? When you're gone. And to be honest, like, I don't want at my funeral, my children to say, oh, she was the top of a company. But, you know, like, and I, I, that's not going to matter. You know, that's not going to matter. I want them, I want millions of women to say, wow, I'm so glad she shared her story. As a result, you know, I came to know Christ and I have been able to do all of these things. And so throughout, our time, Monique and my time partnering together, we had kind of talked through like, what would this look like? Um, You know, how can we transition to more of a faith-based approach in coaching without, you know, we don't want anyone to feel excluded or um, misunderstand our message. You know, we still want to obviously teach the tactics and the skills and the social media and all of these things, but how can we ensure they really truly see our heart and, and what, we believe is necessary to focus on first. So it's kind of, it's, it's been a journey um, and not an easy one. I've kind of fought her on it. If I'm being honest, because she, from the beginning asked, asked if I was willing to do that. And I said, no. Um, and I hate that, but I think God, I wasn't ready to, to serve from that place. I just, I believe I wasn't. Well, the irony of that is that her and I, before you and her partnered together, had conversations about partnering together And as much as that's my message and it's been my message for years, I went, I was like, yes, this makes sense. And I didn't have peace about it. And it's so cool that my no 
opened a yes. door for your yes. And it wasn't a yes immediately for even what Monique desired. So Monique, if you're listening to this, I know you will at some point. Um, <laughs> I honor her in her persistence. Yes. And willing to try it out because like my no opened a door for your yes. And yeah. then your no, she didn't close the door. She just kept pursuing and the Lord yeah. did the work. And yes. God, because he's so good and he's so faithful. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's so good. I told you before the episode, I was like, we could we could have a whole series. I know. You can and I all could. We're just gonna talk for forever if we're not careful. (laughs) I know, right? Well, so if you are in network marketing and you love Jesus and you see that there is significance in the legacy, the vision, there's so much more than a rank and a title. Um, Becky and Monique have a masterclass that they are going to be offering here and they would love to invite you to it. So do you want to tell a little bit more about that? Yes. Yeah. So the title of it, so it's a free masterclass and it's how to build a kingdom impacting business and increase your income with today's strategies. Because obviously we, we believe your impact and your income, right? Your income is going to increase with your impact, but your impact is a direct result of the options and the things that are available to you. And so I think, you know, sometimes we get clients come into us with this sense of shame around money and like wealth and this concept of abundance. And we believe that like the more money you have, the more you're able to do, right? The more, the more you're able to um, impact the lives of others and fulfill that mission that you have for your life. And so, yeah, so that's on November 6th. It's at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we'll put the the link in the show notes. We'll send that to you, Heather, if you want to uh, share that with your audience. We would love to invite everyone. Like I said, it's free and we're actually going to be sharing a really big announcement on the masterclass that I think everyone is going to want to take advantage of. So uh, we're very, very excited, but that's all I'm going to say about that as it is a um, super secret project we have been working on. Well, Becky, I love and adore you. I'm so excited for you and Monique and the women who get to fall under your leadership and your mentorship and your friendship. Well, I will link other links below that you can connect with her, social, podcast, all the things. Um, and I am just here for it, rooting you on. Uh, I will be your Aaron any day to cheer <laughs> and support you because I love your heart. And as you continue to just pursue Jesus, helping other women do the same. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. 